Welcome to the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast, where you'll learn the secret sauce, what it really takes to build a thriving mortgage business doing what you love, without relying on cold calling or annoying realtors. And now, let's join your host, Doran Aldana. What's up, everybody? Dorn Aldana here, coming at you with another kick-ass episode of the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast. And today we're going to talk about seven secrets of top-producing mortgage pros that separate them from all the rest. The seven strategies or traits or characteristics that really separate the elite top 1% income earners from the mediocre majority. What's the difference that makes the difference? That's what we're going to dive into today. You know, I've been in the game coaching mortgage pros to success now for 16 years, not my first rodeo. And I've had a front row seat to be able to see these distinguishing factors that are like little hinges that swing open big doors to big breakthroughs. And frankly, they can be quite inconspicuous if you don't have an eye to see them. So I want to shine the light of insight. I want to illuminate your minds with what really makes the difference in your ability to thrive in this industry and to be an elite top producer versus those who struggle just to survive. These are the little things that make a big difference and they're easy to skip over. They're easy to kind of not really notice because like I said, they're inconspicuous. They're often undetected, but They are the things that make all the difference in the world in terms of how many zeros and commas you have in your bank account, how much fun, flow, and fulfillment you're enjoying along the way, along the journey, and your ability to tap your full potential. Because truth be told, all of us, frankly, have the latent ability to be top producers because these are all skills that you can develop. These are all muscles you can build. There, it's not just because you know someone pops out of the womb and they have this special gift called top producer superpower status that they become a top producer. That's not how they produce that kind of extraordinary outcome. It's because they've learned some skills and they've got some distinctions and they've built some muscle that has allowed them to have those superpower abilities from the outside looking in. It seems like it's some superhuman strength or some superpower ability that Not everyone has the capacity or ability to attain or achieve, but frankly, that's just not the case. Do some people have some latent abilities that makes it easier to have the gift of gab, to be able to connect with people, to be able to elicit trust and rapport, to be able to do sales and marketing? Absolutely. Do some people have a natural bent towards leadership and to be able to build a business that sets them free? Absolutely. But these are all skills you can develop. And when you understand these skills and you understand these traits, it can supercharge your success to a whole other level. We're talking stratospheric and you're not working any harder. You're not working any longer. You're not putting in more hours. You're just getting more from the hours you're putting in. That's what I call working smart versus just working hard. And that's really what top producers have learned how to do. Work smart versus just working hard. Do top producers work hard? Hell yeah. But in order to achieve triple, quadruple, quintuple, even 10x what the average person makes while working 30, 40, 50 hours a week, that obviously takes not just working longer and harder, but working smarter. 
And so I want to teach you how to do that today. And my goal for you today is to give you just a few things you can hang your hat on that can help you tweak and modify what you're already doing to supercharge your results and to be able to just have a whole lot more fun in your day-to-day while doing it. So let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive into the seven secrets of top producers that separates them from all the rest. So the first one, the first secret is defiant commitment to success. Defiant commitment to success. What does that mean? The word defiant means you are defiantly resolved. You are resolved in your heart to not have no be an answer, period. To see the goal that is in your heart, to own it as yours in advance, and to defy any obstacle in your path, period. End of story. It's like the story we hear about the people who came from Europe and they came to this new land, right? This new land full of opportunity. And they're now coming to conquer new lands. And you hear about, you know, these pioneers and these discoverers. And in some cases, they would prepare their boats just in case they need to retreat. They would prepare their retreat boats. And often what would happen is they would have this seed in their mind because they're preparing themselves for retreat and defeat that invariably that would happen because they are focusing on failure. They're focusing on what happens if this doesn't work out? What happens if I don't make it? And by virtue of putting their attention on getting prepared for defeat and failure, where they're attention goes, their energies flow and results show. And so what we hear in these stories is a contrast between those who prepared their retreat boats and those who showed up defiantly committed, who burned their retreat boats and said said to themselves, we win or freaking die. There is no backup plan. It's either win or die, period. We will not accept failure, period. We are all in, in it to win it. That is defiant commitment. When you will put your entire existence on the line for your purpose, you will put your entire existence on the line to see your dream brought forth in the world because you realize that you were made by greatness for greatness. You realize that that dream in your heart is not an accident. It was planted in your heart by the divine because you were born for more than just survival. You were born for just just getting through the day and just getting through the week and living for Fridays. You realize there's something in your heart that has you knowing that you're called to be more and do more and achieve something beautiful and great and purposeful on this planet. And that seed is not a seed of tempting you or teasing you. It's a seed of the divine that wants to be expressed in you and through you to make a difference in people's lives by you being the best version of yourself and you expanding and blossoming into all that you're called to be. I call that your God purpose. I call that your God calling. And so what you want wants you. The very word, the very word desire, if you look it up in the dictionary, the Latin root of that is of the father, of source, of creation. It means that you are not just here meandering through life in some random swirl of happenstance. You're here 
on purpose with purpose, if you can tap into that purpose and get connected to the fact that you have a purpose that's bigger than your obstacles, bigger than your bills, bigger than your setbacks, bigger than your disappointments, bigger than all the things that stand in your way towards your dream. And when you own that to your core, you own what I call defiant commitment. And that's what I see in all the top producers that I've had the pleasure and joy of working with over the last 16 years. I see people who are on purpose with purpose. I see people who have a passion to make a difference and serve people with excellence. I see people that are doing excellence for excellence sake. Do they like the rewards and the recognition and the accolades? Yes, absolutely they do, but they don't do it for that reason. They do it because they care. I heard from my mentors many, many moons ago, a great quote that I still hold near and dear to my heart. And it's, you can't be half pregnant and you can't half care. You either care or you don't. And one of the quintessential traits of successful people in all walks of life is that they do excellence for excellence sake, because it's who they are. And when you bring that kind of purpose and that kind of defiant resolve, and it's linked to your identity, it's not linked to the day of the week. It's not linked to how you feel. It's not linked to level of convenience. It's not linked to whether you're in the mood. It's not linked to where rates are or where the economy is or who's in the White House. It's not linked to any of that. It's linked to your identity. And when you own that as your identity, that I'm called by greatness for greatness, that I'm here to make a difference in the world. I'm not here to just make do, I'm here to make history. When you own that kind of identity, now you're stepping into the foundation of what it takes to be a top producer, to be a shining star, to be a leader in this industry, because you're stepping into the identity of being a leader in your life. It starts with you and owning that identity for yourself first. Once you own that for yourself first, then you can express it in your business. You can express it in your home. You can express it as a parent. You can express it as a friend. You can express it in all different aspects of your life. But it starts with you owning that identity, that you are defiantly committed to success because it's your brick and birthright. It's your purpose. God didn't make any junk. He didn't start with you. It's your birthright to be abundant. It's your birthright to be successful. It's your birthright to make a difference. It's your birthright to serve others out of their pain, out of their problem, into their solution, into their dream. It's your birthright to have a fulfilling and meaningful and joyful life. It's your birthright to be able to overcome challenges and obstacles and eat them for breakfast because you realize that while those challenges and those storms may wage against you, There's something that lies within you that's bigger than those obstacles. There's something that lies within you that's bigger than the things that stand in your way. And that is defiant commitment, my friends, where you will not buckle like cheap lawn furniture at the first sign of defeat or at the first sign of failure or at the first obstacle. You will not buckle like cheap lawn furniture just because it starts getting hard. You own the fact that, hey, if you want to achieve greatness, It ain't going to come from some chump level commitment. It's going to come because you are all in, in it to win it. That's the mind of a champion. The second trait of top producers is they have a strong bias towards bold, intelligent action. So they have a strong bias towards doing, I call it ready, fire, aim. 
Winners take imperfect action while losers are still polishing up their perfect plan, just trying to get it just right. They're stuck in the parking lot with the emergency brake on, stuck in first gear half throttle, just idling. And they get themselves stuck in the paralysis by analysis mode because they're all up in their head thinking about what if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? What if it's not perfect? What if I do it and I look like a fool? What if I do it and I get embarrassed? What if I do it and I'm humiliated? What if I do it and I end up going broke? What if I do it and it doesn't work out? And the top producer says, what if I do it and it works? What if I do it and I learn? What if I do it and I build muscle? What if I do it and I get the repetitions I need to pursue mastery? What if I do it and I get just a little bit better? What if I do it and I step into more competence and confidence? So the top producer is seeing the opportunity. It's the same coin. The low producers focusing on all the lack, limitation, and scarcity and the top producers looking on the other side, seeing the opportunity to grow, to learn, to get better, to expand, to pursue progress, not perfection. They have a strong bias towards bold, intelligent action. Now, the third secret of top producers is that they focus on leading metrics versus lagging metrics. Leading metrics versus lagging metrics. What's the difference between the two? Well, lagging metrics are things like closings volume, commissions, dollars in your bank account. Leading metrics are things like outbound calls, live connections, referrals generated, appointments set, applications taken. Notice those are more in your control, right? Those are things that you can focus on on a daily basis to discern whether or not you won the day. So instead of just splashing around in the water, with a bunch of activity going nowhere, just treading water, the top producer understands there's a big difference between activity and productivity. There's a big difference between splashing around in the water and actually getting somewhere. So they're all about activity that produces productivity. It's called focusing on the leading metrics because truth be told, you know it and I know it, the things you do today in terms of appointments you set, in terms of alliances you forge, in terms of referrals you generate aren't going to necessarily culminate into commissions in your bank account for another 30, 60, 90 days and even beyond. So there's this delayed gratification that has to be wired in your consciousness such that you know how to win the day every day, even when you don't see the harvest yet. Faithfully planting good quality seed, even when you're not getting the harvest yet. You see, you can plant a seed in a womb today. You're not going to get a baby tomorrow. It takes nine months, a gestation period. You can plant a seed in the spring. You're not going to get a harvest the next day or the next week. It usually takes a couple months, two to three months to see that harvest, right? Same thing here. You got to be in this mode of focusing on leading metrics to generate a fruitful harvest for next month, the following month, the following month beyond that, and to be able to be consistent and persistent in planting that good seed. Take massive action, plant massive quality seed. Chances are you'll generate massive quality harvest. Now, the fourth secret of top producers is that they tend to be positive, optimistic, and a pleasing personality. Rarely will you see a top producer who's grumpy, who's a curmudgeon, who is a pessimist, who's always whining, still and complaining. Does it happen? Perhaps, but I wouldn't necessarily call them top producers. Chances are people like that aren't growing. They've been in the game for 20 years. They inherited a huge amount of business from someone else. 
they had other things that you know were going for them, like a long season of being in the business. If you've been in the business for 30 years and you have a database of 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 past clients, of course, you're going to be a top producer. But if you are whining, sniveling, complaining, if you're always griping, if you're focusing on the fact that the sky is falling all the time and you're always focusing on lack, limitation, and scarcity, chances are you are not growing. Chances are you are stagnating. Chances are you're doing the same thing every day, getting the same old results as like Groundhog's Day. Every day is the same old shit. It's just a different pile, right? So that is not a top producer in my mind. A top producer is always expanding, always growing, always taking new ground, always conquering new mountains versus sliding down old ones. And so a top producer in my mind is someone who's an expansive energy. They're positive. They're upbeat. They have a proclivity towards gratitude and appreciation. They have a proclivity towards seeing the opportunity even in the face of adversity. They are thick-skinned. That means that when the shit hits the proverbial fan, they have grit. They have too much grit to quit. They have a reservoir of resourcefulness. They're deeply rooted. They're like a strong, old, high oak tree that is deeply rooted in the ground with confidence, with faith, with a sense of relaxed confidence that they know that they know that they know who they are and whose they are and what they're called to be and do and their abilities, their superpowers, their circle of competency. They have a deep rooted certainty in who they are and whose they are, a vessel of the divine, an instrument of the divine to serve the world and make a difference in people's lives. And so while they're trunk is solid and their roots are grounded deep in the ground in that certainty in that faith in that relaxed confidence their high and far-reaching branches can sway any damn way they want to sway in the winds and the turbulence of adversity and that rooted trunk remains firm Top producers tend to have that proclivity. Now, does that mean that they don't get perturbed and disturbed? Hell no. We're all human, right? We're all going to get pissed off, torqued off. We're all going to get rattled from time to time. But that does not mean they live in that perturbance. It means they come back to center. They come back to peace. They come back to poise. They come back to gratitude. They come back to joy. They come back to resourcefulness. They come back to creativity. They come back to innovation. And so... While they do get perturbed and disturbed, just like that oak tree swinging in the wind, they're going to move a little bit, but they're still deeply rooted and their emotional home is in a resourceful state. So pleasing personality is really about having an energy that's attractive. Some people, they're so negative, they literally start to develop in a dark room, right? It's like you hang around with them instantly, your battery is drained. Don't let that be you. Be the one who's the light in the darkness. Be the one who uplifts. Be the one who's the battery charger, not the battery drainer. And by the way, I'm, I'm working from home, as you can probably tell. You got to love the COVID life. I got four kids staying home from school because apparently it's a holiday today for them or a pro D day or something like that. So I, I got the uh, you know chaos and cacophony unleashing in the background. So those are the site supervisors making sure I'm on point. 
And uh, if you notice some of them come in the room anytime while I'm doing this podcast, you got to be knowing that's the site supervisor making sure I'm on point. So can't say I never warned you in advance. <laughs> All right. So that's secret number four. Let's talk about secret no- number five. Extreme ownership. Top producers tend to have an inclination towards extreme ownership. They tend to take ownership of when things don't work out or when things fall short. They tend not to blame and point others and point fingers at others and complain about, you know, someone else doing it the way they shouldn't have been doing it or falling short or making excuses by pointing fingers and blame shifting. Instead, they take extreme ownership. Their mantra is, if it is to be, it's up to me. Their mantra is everything rises and falls on leadership. I'm the leader, so I go first. And so I give praise to the people on my team when we're successful and I take responsibility when we're not. You know what? That ain't easy. That freaking sucks. It's not easy. It's not pleasant. It's not convenient. It's not comfortable. It's comfortable when you're winning because it's great to be able to give accolades and rewards and appreciation to your team and to be able to lift them up, that feels great. But when the shit hits the proverbial fan and you get kicked in the proverbial nuts or the ovaries and you have to take extreme ownership of that, even though there's someone on your team that fell short or something that someone did or didn't do on your team that was really at the crux of why that you know train wreck happened. And to take ownership of that for yourself as the leader because you didn't train them enough, you didn't equip them enough, you didn't hold them accountable enough or whatever the case may be, that freaking sucks. That is not comfortable but that's the way of the champion. So top producers practice extreme ownership as opposed to whining, stumbling, complaining, and making excuses. Secret number six is business builder versus practice builder. So that's really a different mindset. Top producers tend to have this understanding and this purposeful passion, if you will, towards setting up systems, policy, procedure, and protocol to have a business that sets them free, which is really what being a business builder is, versus a practice builder who knows how to find a home for the loan, knows how to do all the technical stuff of the job of being a mortgage professional, but just works in their business, not on their business. And all the knowledge about how to do their work is in their head. And so they might hire people, but So often what happens is if you just have the knowledge in your head and you hire people, you end up getting disgruntled and dismayed and pissed off and torqued off and annoyed because they don't do it as well as you do it. And you think to yourself, if I want it done right, I got to what? Do it myself. That's the practice builder. The business builder says, hey, if they didn't do their job right, it's because I didn't put proper policy, procedure, protocol systems in place to support my team member to win. And so if they didn't win, it's because it was my fault that I didn't put the right systems, the right policy, procedure, protocol, and the right training in place to support them and equip them to win in their role. So notice the extreme ownership again, but that's the paradigm of a business builder. Top producers tend to delegate more and do less of the minutia themselves. They're less in the loan level issues and they're more as the architect, more as the maestro. They're the conductor. They build a team because they realize if they want to make the dream work, they got to get the team to work, which means they've got to do what they do best and get the best to do all the rest. They got to dance in their strengths, operate in their zone of genius, operate in their circle of competency. And by doing that and knowing that that's the main thing they need to be doing, they realize there's a bunch of stuff on their to-do list that they don't want to be doing that sucks their battery, that has them feel drained, that is not in their wheelhouse. It's in the area called where they are weak, 
versus unique. So they build a winning team of people who are unique where the top producer is weak so that they can dance in their strengths. They can be liberated to do what they love, to dance in their strengths. And again, do what they do best so they can get the best to do all the rest. And again, that's a very different paradigm than the practice builder who just works in the business all day, every day. They treat it like a job, trading time for money on the time for money treadmill and unwittingly and unknowingly, it's just a glorified job that keeps them on the treadmill. Sure, they might make great income, but they have no freedom because the moment they stop working, guess what? They stop making money. They don't have a true business. They have a glorified job. Top producers understand that if they want to be a top producer, make champion money, freedom money, liberate the spouse money, do what they want, how they want, anytime they want money, they've got to build a system that sets them free. Now, the seventh and last and final, last but not least secret of top producers is that they have a habit of investing in themselves. It's like the quote from Benny Franklin. He said, for the best return on your money, pour your purse into your head. Because at the end of the day, as Jim Rohn once said, success is like an elusive butterfly. doesn't matter how much you chase it. You don't get success by chasing. You get success by attracting. You get success by becoming an attractive person. You can't chase it. It will forever elude you. You attract it by the person you become, by becoming an attractive person. How do you do that? By investing in yourself, by investing in mentors, coaches, consultants, guides who can take you by the hand because top producers realize and understand it's a lot more expensive to learn from your own mistakes than to learn from an expert because when you learn from your own mistakes, you're stepping on landmines that blow off limbs. That's expensive. That's costly. That causes you to hemorrhage a lot of lifeblood, a lot of opportunity, a lot of wasted time, energy, and money, a lot of time you can never get back. So top producers tend to be bold and intelligent in their investment in themselves, and they don't see it as an expense. They see it as an investment because once they have that skill, once they have that prowess, once they have that mastery, they own that for the rest of their lives. They can wield that for the rest of their careers to double, triple, quadruple, quintuple, even 10x their income while working less hours and having more fun. What better way to invest your money can you think of than that? There is no better way. It's called investing in the three pounds of meat between your two ears. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Dorn, I'm totally picking up what you're laying down. I'm loving this. This is a great reminder of some of the traits and qualities of a top producer. I want to cultivate more of those traits in my life and my business. And I realized that I need a coach to guide me. I need a coach to reveal my blind spots. I realized that it's going to cost me a whole lot more meandering in the wilderness, unarmed and naked, than to have a guide who can tell me which path to take, who has a gun to ward off the wild bears, who has the discernment to know what berries you can pick and which ones are poisonous. All those things, if you don't know, you're learning the hard way. And sometimes it can chew you up, spit you out and take your life. And in this case, take you out of this business if you don't understand some of those pitfalls to avoid. So if that's you and you want to have the shortest path to the cash, if you want to have the proven pathway to prosperity and freedom, I invite you to take advantage of a complimentary breakthrough call by booking a call at mortgagemarketingcoach.com. And you'll get on the phone with me or one of my consultants. We'll have a real talk conversation, an honest conversation about where you're at now, where you want to be, and how we can help you create a breakthrough. And if it looks like we can help you bridge that gap between where you are and where you want to be, I'll show you what that looks like. 
If not, I'll be the very first person or we will be the very first people to advise you to pass on our services. Either way, though, you leave the call with massive value, massive clarity, and chances are we'll have some fun along the way. Sound good? So if that sounds meaningful to you and you'd like to get clarity, massive clarity on what it's really going to take to help you create a breakthrough in your business, working smart versus just working hard, bring more and more money in in one month you used to make in three, four, five, six months, and you want to just take the shortest path to cash without messing around doing it the hard way, book a call, mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. So thanks for listening. We just talked about the seven secrets of top producers that separate them from all the rest. I trust you got some distinction and some a helpful new awareness from this. My name is Dorn Aldana coming at you from the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast. Be blessed and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.